Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni and Giroli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone. Today I'm going to be talking about one of the most unwieldy titles in all of TV. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm sort of kidding. Uh, instead of just calling this American Crime Story Season 1, which, I mean, is like, you know, technically the title, but like, most people wouldn't know what that means. Um, the full title of this episode... Uh, what I'm reviewing is technically The People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story, which is just way too long. Uh, I th- People vs. Versus, People versus O.J. Simpson. That's five. And then Assassination of Gianni. The Assassin. Okay, so the second season actually does have a longer title, but just barely. It's probably about the same like character count or whatever. Uh, I did start that. I didn't actually, like, I'm, I started, I mean, like, I watched the first episode, so technically I started it, but I didn't get around to the second one or anything. Uh, I don't know if I will or not. It There's certain shows where they just don't quite grab me like everybody else. Um, I was actually more interested in the first season, or the second season going into the show when I heard about it, because um, I'm very big into fashion, and uh, I'm you know, I'm huge into designing clothes and, and shoes, and that's something I've mentioned in passing on episodes of this, but obviously the Gianni Versace thing and the whole conspiracy behind that really appealed to me, but after watching the first, just the first episode, I, I don't know, there's something about it that I just didn't really like, like, stylistically, I mean, like, it was shot beautifully, and it was edited very well, and it liked a lot of the intimate moments with the killer, but I don't know, there's just something about it that just didn't really appeal to me. It was like this certain pitch that just kind of like messed with me. I don't know, I don't, that's not a great way to describe it, but you know, certain times you just watch something like, uh, actually the same thing happened to me with Uncut Gems. The mix of that movie, and I understand it's stylistic, but the mix of that movie where nothing is um, at a lower volume in the mix, everything is at the same volume, it drove me crazy, and we started it, and I never finished it. I got like 40 minutes in. And I was like, nope, we're watching something else. Like, it's just not happening. And I know a lot of people love that movie. I'm just never going to get through it. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. So, um, I wonder that, though. Because a lot of times TV shows do that, where they kind of, like, have me at first, but then they kind of lose me. And I think it's just because of the amount of time that you have to put into that. Whereas a movie, for me, it's like two hours, and then, you know, something I can very quickly review. Whereas a TV show... It's not only a lot more intimidating to watch, it's a lot more intimidating to review. And so it's a little more difficult for me. But it's the same thing happened with the, with the boys. And, and I keep seeing headlines for the next season. And I like, I really, really, really want to love this. But I just keep trying and I just keep not finishing it. Like, I think the first time I got to episode one. And then I think the second time I got to four. And I did, like, I know both times I just like, kind of hit a wall. And I don't know why. I really wish I, I didn't, but I just kind of do. But anyway, you guys didn't hear, you didn't come here to, to hear me talk about my history with TV shows and my thoughts about the length of titles. Um, or maybe you did, because if you like crazy tangents, then you must like this show. And if you like this show, then maybe, just maybe, you've been listening for all 75 goddamn episodes. Dude, when I did that math, I, I was so happy. That's so cool. Dude, I'm gonna be at 100 episodes in, in like, a couple weeks. That's insane. That's so 
awesome. It'll be like about 12 weeks and I'll be at a hundred damn episodes. I'll be at triple digits. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me that I've stuck with something this long. Um, I don't think all the podcasts that I ever made combined reached the heights that this one did in terms of just output and in terms of listenership because a lot of them were never posted. I think it's really funny that uh, how far I've come. Like, my audio has gotten marginally better. Uh, really setting the bar low at first, but it's really funny to me that it, got to, it was at a point where when I was first starting off, I was just recording them for absolutely no one just to talk about movies and uh they're just in my voice memos and uh and like no one ever listened to them and then at a certain point i found a way to get them on soundcloud but uh the the way i was recording through GarageBand at that point so the way GarageBand recorded to upload to soundcloud your max was 25 minutes and i could only upload them in 25 minute segments so yeah and then, uh, I don't know, something about it, I just couldn't stay away. I've gone through so many iterations of a podcast like this. Uh, I had one called Admit One Movies, which I think is still up. I haven't found a way to delete it. Uh, that's with one of my one of my friends, but I that never really went anywhere. And I think a big part of it was just a lot of my friends that I tried to rope into this kind of stuff didn't listen to podcasts, so they didn't know how to talk about movies and discuss things the way that I do which is just, you know, something I didn't really take into account, but, um, I just couldn't stay away, like, I had, I had podcasts I did by myself, I had multiple iterations of podcasts I did with him, uh, I did one called the Super Awesome Geek Podcast of Power, that was our longest, uh, I did one called How About Now, which was a retro view of old movies from the perspective of me, but then there was also one that I did, and it was an abbreviation. And I think HBN? That doesn't sound right, though. I definitely did another one, because How About Now never actually went anywhere. That's what this show was before it got to a point where I wasn't happy with the first episode, and I really, really couldn't stand it. So I just dropped all my notes, I threw everything out the window, and I just, I just hopped on, and I just talked, and I rambled, and eventually it took form into the Scream Video Games and Parents episode of this show. But that show was not originally called Movies and More. None of that was originally in place. So I really don't remember what it was before that because there was like, I don't know, there's a bunch of different narrations before I got to here. But it's really cool for me to, to think back. And still now, I don't have I don't have any real listeners or I'm not really, you know, I'm hardly Joe Rogan, but like... Just the fact that I actually have episodes that have been listened to 28 times and like that I've made almost like, oh, actually not almost. I actually just the other day crossed the $5 mark on this podcast, which is nothing. That's like a candy bar. But like just the fact that I've made some money off of this and some people are out there enjoying it and I have listeners in Australia and like freaking Italy, apparently. That's so cool. And I'm so happy for that. And, and I couldn't have imagined that, that it would get there. And uh, a lot of people were probably thinking, eh, it's not going to stay there because you haven't talked about the, the title of this podcast at all. And I know, I know, I promise I'll get there, but this is just really, really important and, and amazing to me that I've actually gotten to this point. And I have so many places that I'd love to see it go from here, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just excited to be along for the ride. So anyway, 
with all that said, let's actually get into the review. Uh, I mention very frequently that a lot of times the timeline won't match up for these, which is difficult when I'm trying to mention specific things that I'm working on. But um, but this one's a little this one's a little difficult because I'm recording these all all in chunks, so you don't necessarily know what the next episodes are going to be. But with this chunk, I'm trying to do a little bit more outside the box movies. So uh, one of the movies that I'm talking about is. Um, is this movie, which is a TV, or, wow, I'm stupid, uh, this movie, which is a TV series, no, this TV series, which is a TV series, uh, because I don't do a lot of that, I don't talk a lot about TV series, and especially ones that aren't superhero themed, and then the next movie that I'm going to do is like a slept on sort of social commentary type thing that I've never really seen anybody talk about, and then after that, I'm doing another documentary, which I think, if I'm not wrong, is my second that I've ever done, which Raiders was my first, um, the great story, the greatest fan film ever made. And that was only a couple episodes ago, so I'm really excited to try to explore some new territory, map some uncharted waters. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that with this little batch of episodes that I'm cooking up here. But anyway, uh, that'll all be coming soon. But for right now, God... I've been rambling for uh, almost 10 minutes now. That's crazy, but I I really enjoyed this show. I'm going to be honest with you. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this was a, it's a very interesting show because at first I was not digging it. There's a lot of things with the sped up cinematography and weird zooms, which is something not the sped up. I don't know why that was only in like the first two episodes, but... Um, but there was a lot of weird zooms, which kind of, like, ruined the atmosphere for this a lot for me. It's a very slow-burn series. There's a lot of very meticulous uh, drama, which they do their best to keep fast-paced and keep engaging. And I think they did a really good job overall. But in general, this is just something that needs to be treated with a more dramatic and cinematic tone, I feel like. And so a lot of times when they did, like, weird fast edits or, like, weird zooms I did feel like it took away from a little bit of that atmosphere and especially in the first two episodes I was like what is this did I sit on the remote what's happening but um but it didn't it was just something that was really odd uh very odd choice I don't know why they did that and then immediately dropped it too it's such such a weird thing to me there's like moments where the footage looks sped up it's really really weird it it really got under my skin so at first I was like mm, I don't know how I'm feeling about this but then pretty quickly it had me on board. I was really interested in all the different aspects of the case that they were exploring because I knew the broad strokes. Uh, I think when I was very little, I, I heard some sort of reference to OJ, and the way it was always described to me by adults was, "Oh, it's uh, it's about a it, he's a football player who killed his wife," and so that's always how I knew OJ Simpson, and uh, th I knew that much. But I definitely, until this show, did not know the crazy level of like broad conspiracy and controversy and like different levels of leadership within the different um like the prosecution and the, and the people their defense teams like all that stuff I had no idea about that I'd never heard of Johnny Cochran before I watched the show um I knew Marshall Clark but I didn't know the extent of all the like the shaming towards her fashion and her hair and everything. I didn't know all about that. Uh, I didn't know that Robert Kardashian weirdly played such a big role in this, uh, this whole thing. I had no idea about a lot of this stuff, and so it was really interesting to me to see all this stuff because, especially on the defense, defense side, right? That's defense? 
Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, defense. Yep, that's defense team, uh, with with Johnny Cochran and and Bob Shapiro and stuff. Uh, I will say, just really quick sidebar. I thought they did a really great job. Whatever casting director deserved an Emmy because this was a really well cast show. Not only were all the all the actors that were chosen uh, pretty much for the most part, I would say on the whole, they were definitely like pitch perfect in terms of just purely look. Like I always. I always laugh at at stuff like I think it's I think it's Deepwater Horizon was the one that made me laugh the hardest and listen no disrespect to the actual person um I obviously it's an amazing story and they made a movie out of it so it almost had to be but it's so funny to see like this very a very average looking a little bit overweight man and he's being played by Mark Wahlberg who's like still a physical specimen even though he's like four times my age he's like better in better shape than i'll ever be it's insane and it and it just like kind of takes you out to be like what you picked him for that guy really that was your first choice huh but obviously you wouldn't really open the movie the same way if you didn't have a big star but in general because it's tv you don't have to rely on star power as much so they did a great job of finding people that not only fit the bill pretty perfectly most of the time but they also turned in great performances i would say no one in this show is really bad and i think it's uh, it's kind of interesting to me that that is said with a little tiny asterisk because while i don't think anybody's bad in the show uh, uh, i don't know there's a part of me that thinks that um kuba kuba yeah kuba kuba gooden jr i think that's how you say it kuba gooding jr uh, that seems wrong, but I don't really think, I can't think of any other way you could say that, but I feel like he's a little miscast as OJ, and I, th- I don't know why, but there's just, it's like, he's, um, he's giving a good performance, and you get a lot of the vulnerability, and there's, they, the, the whole show never really takes a side on whether or not OJ did it. You can really see both perspectives, because you get to see the people that are protesting, and you get to understand Okay, the LAPD obviously has a very long and storied history with corruption, and it's easy to understand why they would feel like, oh, obviously that they would frame this and try to, you know, cover it all up and make it, you know, write this narrative that OJ's this horrible criminal. But then you can also understand why the evidence is just insurmountable. Like, there is no way this guy didn't, didn't do it. And there's a really fantastic scene towards the latter half of the series where Marsha lays it out for for some of uh, Chris Darden's friends. And she's like, are you really think that the, that the LAPD could have planted all that in that amount of time to make it so perfect? Like, how do they even do a lot of that stuff? And you feel like, yeah. But then there's certain moments where you see some of the strategies that the um, the defense uses against the prosecution and you're like shoot it's difficult to argue that you can see both sides and I like that the show it's very ambiguous especially when it comes to OJ where you could see it going either way you could see the crying and a lot of the stuff be like oh the murder just set in or the stress of all the situation has really gotten to him but then you could also see it as no genuinely this is a person who's traumatized by an event that happened to him and the fallout of all of that but at the same time i like that he's played calculating and just too cool to really um to really be innocent and then you also understand that they never found another suspect there was never another person presented who could have committed this crime
because obviously OJ did it. I don't know if that's a controversial statement or not. I really hope that doesn't get me into hot water. But, like, come on, guys. It, it, it's been, like, what, 30, 30-ish years? Seriously, there's no way this guy didn't do it. He's such a suspicious guy. And then he got arrested again for trying to break in and, like, steal memorabilia or whatever. Like, he can't stop himself from doing suspicious shit. This guy obviously is a thousand percent guilty. I don't... I... He's so creepy, too. He creeps me out in pictures. And I think it's hilarious that um, mm-hmm. that he was up for the role of the Terminator before they cast Arnold. And the reason he was rejected was because uh, people said he was too nice and not believable as a killer. To which I say, 12 people in California disagree with you. But, um, but anyway, not to put personal biases into it, uh, I did think that the movie... Shit, why do I keep saying that? That the TV show did a very good job of presenting pretty unbiased uh, views of this whole case. And they really did a good job of outlining the case from both sides. So that I feel like you could genuinely watch it believing either way that he did or didn't do it. It doesn't really matter. I think the show does a good job of explaining to you where each side is coming from. And I really, really appreciated that because I think that while I would be fine with it being one-sided because, yeah... Uh, seems pretty one-sided to me. Um, I appreciated that it went that extra mile and showed you all facets of this case. And it explores all these aspects. And I thought it was really, really interesting. And uh, I listened to a really great podcast called You're Wrong About. And they do a lot of really, really fun episodes. Well, I guess fun's not really the right word. They keep it light, but a lot of times it does get into really heavy shit. But um, they're doing a series on OJ where they're kind of doing the same thing, just in audio form. And a lot of the information that they outline in that podcast shockingly lines up, like almost perfectly, like that you would almost think that they somehow the people who wrote this show traveled into the future and, uh, used this podcast as a script. Like, obviously they're just both basing it on the true events, but it was so weird how the narrative is like, it's pitch perfect, exactly the same. And it was actually really fun to see everything play out that they had seen because it's like, Oh, I kind of know what's going next. Or I wonder how they're going to play out this or like, Oh, I'm really excited for this part. So I really like that too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a part of me that didn't love OJ. I liked how he was written, but I didn't love... And I really think it comes down to... He just has too... I don't want to say average, but like just too normal a face. But also, simultaneously kind of an angry, kind of suspicious face, sort of? I don't know if that's just the way that the actor played him. And Like I said, I don't think he's turning in a bad performance. I just don't think he reads OJ to me. He doesn't read as a charming public figure, and he doesn't read as an athlete. That was one of the biggest things that I didn't see was the athlete side. He just looked too normal to be a pro football player. And listen, it's all nitpicking, and, and like I said, uh, again and again, he, he is doing a really good job here. I just didn't totally see OJ. I kind of saw, oh, a guy playing OJ, whereas Marsha, that was Marsha. Johnny, that was Johnny. Um, uh uh, Chris, Chris Darden, that was, that was him, uh, dude, Lance Ito, perfect, I was like, are you sure that's not the same guy, because he looks dead on, dude, um, the other, a lot of these, really, really good, but the other, um, the other very distracting casting choice was definitely John Travolta, 
Um, I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with what uh, Robert Shapiro looks like. It's not John Travolta. Um, and there's just something about the way John Travolta's face reads on camera that it looks like his head is attached to a tree trunk. Like his neck and his face are just so thick and so wide. He looked like his entire face was my like my torso, like just the way it looks on the TV. Um, you guys might be thinking your TV might have something wrong with it. To which I say, when I put it that way, it might kind of sound like that, but he just looks so weird and out of place in this, and he's he's doing a pretty good job, and I think you do a good job of, of kind of hating him for a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm just like, that's just John Travolta. That's not, that's not the character that he's been, you know, cast to play. So that was a little distracting. That took me out a lot of the time, but... And I couldn't stop thinking about how thick his neck was. That was really distracting. But um, that, that's kind of a me thing. I don't know if everybody else would get that same thing or not. But anyway, in general, I think this is a really good show. Very well structured. They did a good job of keeping very heavy material, very very fast-paced and entertaining. I do think that the, the finale kind of dragged on a little bit long because it seemed like for a while the trial was never ending and then it was just over. Uh, and so that was a little bit... Uh, the pacing got a little janky for me towards the back half of the season, but definitely the beginning. I loved all of it. There's some really great child actors. I love how you get to see all these different people and their different reactions to uh, OJ's conviction, or not conviction, um, suspicion. And I love all the, the ways they present the evidence and the way you get to see into these people's lives and really like grow with these characters and, and how it just keeps being like one thing after another. Like, once you think they've won, oh no, this thing came up, but like, oh no, they got a good job, and it, it really did feel like war, where there's just these, you know, there's just tug of war between these two parties, just pulling it back and forth, and OG's kind of just in the middle, and, uh, and it was a really, it was a really entertaining show to watch, I'm really glad that I got to, that I got to see it, and it gave me a new perspective on this event that I was kind of tangentially aware of, so I'm glad that I got to, to check it out, and I would, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, and I'm really appreciative that it's since it's network TV, uh, the episodes are like 45 minutes, which is so awesome because watching Netflix shows and stuff like that, watching those big dramas, a lot of times those episodes can get like, you know, an hour plus, and it is nice to just have something that you could kind of blow through a little bit faster. Like it's still, they're still long, but it's not as long, so it feels even shorter. And so I definitely appreciated that. But anyway... Uh, before I get out of here, I would like to say that I am grateful for, um, hmm, oh, I should have thought about this before, uh, boop, 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 uh, what am I, dude, this sounds so terrible, it's like, I can't think of anything good in my life, I can, but it's always very similar things. Oh, I swear I've done one about breakfast before, but guys, listen, I'm grateful for bagels, okay? And here's why. There's not many foods more perfect than a bagel, okay? Listen. Listen. <laughs> a warm bagel, just loaded with butter, just slathered, slathered in it. Not only toasted, and, and only on the top side. I don't like it to be crunchy the whole way through. I need it to be soft on the bottom, but crunchy on the top. You let the butter sit in there, kind of melt a little bit, but by the time you've eaten your eggs and your sausage, it's a little bit, like, it's not as warm. So you throw it in the microwave, 15, 20 seconds. That 
thing slaps so hard. I love bagels. If there was a food that I would marry, it would be a bagel, hands down. It's just, it's just so good. And there's so many good varieties of them. It's not like, it's not like with pancakes where I can feel like, uh, I like banana and I like blueberry. But like, I'm not a big fan of plain, whatever. No, I'll eat a plain bagel. I'll eat a blueberry bagel, an everything bagel, a sesame bagel, a poppy seed bagel. Freaking, um, uh, other kinds of bagels. Egg bagels, dude, those things. Asiago bagels. Get out of here, man. Come on. Bagels are so good. And if you disagree with me, please just unsubscribe. I don't even care that I'm losing a listener. You're not a listener worth having because bagels are the most elite food. And breakfast is the most elite meal, and I'm very grateful for it, clearly. So, yeah. Bagels. Oh, Alright, so, if you enjoyed all my tangents, and if you've enjoyed these past 75 episodes, and you don't want to miss a single more single more but listen guys okay it okay please leave a review um five stars would be appreciated uh and and you can do it right in app while you're there please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode that's what i meant to say before if you want to follow the show on instagram you can do that at movies and more pod on instagram and obviously that what am i doing am i that tired i can't be that tired it's like 9 20 it's not even oh my god Oh boy, that does not put well for the back half of these of this recording because I'm only halfway through. I have two more episodes to record. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Follow the show on Instagram. Uh, I post episodes. No, what? <laughs> you guys must think I'm high or something. Uh, I post updates on when new episodes are coming out and what the topics of discussion will be. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at gvangeli1. And if you want to email the show, you can do that at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. Okay. And then if you want to follow, uh, no, if you want to find a hub for all that stuff, you can visit the website for the show at www.moviesandmorepod.com. I post all kinds of stuff there, updates for new episodes, um, the links to contact me, and then articles. I try to do at least one a week. Uh, the episodes come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. There's not a clear, like, designated uh, day for when articles drop, but I try to keep it to one a week. And I'll do news, I'll do trailer breakdowns, I'll do... Um, lists, I'll do, uh, like, op-eds, I'll do written reviews, all kinds of stuff, so if you want to, if that all sounds interesting to you, then please head on over to moviesandmorepod.com, and, uh, and you can get a really great landing page for all the things that I've been working on, so thanks if you've done that, and, uh, if you're going to, thank you in advance. So, I'll see you next time, it's a miracle you got through this episode, because it's crazy long, uh, but, hey, it's a TV series, and a 75th damn episode! So what do you expect? Gotta celebrate. Uh, I'm gonna pop a champagne top, and by that I mean take a drink off this water because my voice is getting hoarse, and uh, I will catch you in the next one. Peace! Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone. Whoa, that felt weird coming out. I don't know why I said it like that. Guys. I, oh, come on. <laughs> I, dang it, I, I think I need to start this again.